In a surprise move, Margaret Hunter has pleaded guilty to campaign finance fraud. She and her husband, Alpine Congressman Duggan Hunter, were indicted on 60 counts last September for misspending a quarter million dollars in campaign finance funds. At the time, both of them pleaded not guilty to all counts. Appearing in federal court Thursday morning, she didn't speak and only released a statement from her lawyer. Earlier this morning, I entered a guilty plea before the United States District Court. In doing so, I have fully accepted responsibility for my conduct. I am deeply remorseful and I apologize. I am saddened for the hurt that I've caused my family and others. I understand that there will be more consequences stemming from my actions, but as demonstrated this morning with the entry of the plea, I've taken the first step to face those consequences. That was Margaret Hunter's defense attorney, Thomas McNamara. She could face up to five years in prison. Still, questions remain as to what will happen to the congressman and if she will testify against him. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. And we have two reporters who've been working on this story for years, Jeff McDonald and Morgan Cook. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Hello. So let's start from the beginning. What happened today? Today, Margaret Hunter pleaded guilty to a single count in this indictment that they have had. Um, And the count was for conspiracy. And she admitted to some specific wrongdoing. And um, she will be sentenced in September. So basically, why did she change her mind from last time she was in court? Well, I'm not great at getting into other people's heads, but, um, you know, people make deals like these because they have weighed their options. They have, you know, done some careful investigation of what they might be able to do, what they might be able to get out of. And um, and then they make a choice if they can. And so I think that she made the choice to plead guilty and get a deal in exchange for her cooperation. And this basically means she's worked with the prosecution at this point, right? Yeah, the plea agreement says she's been working with, well, it doesn't say how long she's been working with the prosecutors, but it's clear from the language in the agreement that it's some months uh, and that she's required to uh, come clean with everything, tell the prosecutors everything they want to know, answer all of the questions honestly and forthrightly. But more importantly than that, she has agreed to testify against any and all others in the case. And we know there's only one other person in the case. It's her husband, the sitting congressman. And what are the complications of a situation like this in which you have a couple, one pleads guilty, one pleads not guilty, theoretically both know everything what's going on. What do you do with that? I think in this case we can't assume that both know everything that's going on mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes it's it's really more of a package deal when there are co-conspirators who are spouses. Um, and in this case it is not a package deal. So it's sort of, you know, they're, they don't seem to be coordinating their efforts. Mm-hmm. And um, let's step back a little bit. What were uh, some of the charges of alleged misspending that were in the 60-count indictment? Why don't you, both of you kind of rehash some of the, the big oh hits? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, the 60 counts cons- cons- constituted wire fraud, conspiracy, a whole number of things related to years' worth of um, allegedly illegal spending uh, for uh, campaign use, uh, campaign money for personal family expenses, uh, they ran the gamut from vacations to airfare to fancy restaurants, resorts, uh, utility bills, uh, private school tuition, school lunches, 
uh, it's really a stunningly long list of, uh, of expenditures. One of those expenditures actually um, was flying a pet rabbit on an airplane around the country. They paid hundreds of dollars for airline fees to do that. And one of the most interesting pieces of information that we learned today, for me, was the bunny's name. Its name was Egbert. Now the world knows. Now we know. A famous bunny. Well, in all this discussion, I have to ask the question, why is it important that politicians don't use campaign funds in this way? Well, we elect our officials uh, in Washington and San Diego and Sacramento to do the public's business and not to do the bidding of people who contribute to their campaigns. That's why there are rules separating what you can do with campaign money versus your salary, which we all earn when we go to work. These people are supposed to be working on behalf of the public, and if they're using campaign donations to support their lifestyle, then clearly they're not... uh, doing the public's business the way they are elected to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And the more they need the help, you know, that the, that the donors can give them, um, the more beholden they may be to the donors' interests and serving those interests. And certainly, uh, Duncan Hunter has shown himself to be kind of your standard Republican, uh, agreeing with President Donald Trump on a lot of issues. He's being vocal on several things that are in the news in San Diego, like the Eddie Gallagher case. But obviously, these kind of financial dealings could make someone, you know, a puppet of someone else if they wanted to be. Yes, they could. Uh, he, of course, uh, has pleaded not guilty and uh, and says that the investigation and prosecution is a, uh, a politically driven uh, event designed uh, to get him out of office and turn the district uh, blue and get a Democrat represented in the, in the East County. Certainly, and that was a big controversy during the election in which it did get rather heated with him and Amar Kampanajar with some rather um, pointed advertisements coming from Hunter as well. Yes, I imagine the campaign will be uh, interesting uh, next year as well. Certainly. So as this is the first day of this change in this story that has been ongoing, what are the lingering questions that both of you hope to answer in this ongoing saga? I'd just like to hear the congressman explain how some of these expenses were not... uh, we're not personal because, as I said earlier, there's just a, a stunning list of, of spending uh, resorts, uh, things that have no apparent campaign-related use. Right, like the campaign-related purpose of oral surgery, it just it doesn't leap to mind, you know? Yeah, that's kind of hard to argue. And uh, we got a statement from the congressman uh, this afternoon, correct? We did. What did it say? Um, It said that he doesn't know all the details of um, his wife's case, uh, but, you know, he he still he still thinks this is politically motivated. He still thinks that um, it's not being handled correctly. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to answer any questions about it either. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, this has hampered his ability to govern. He was removed from all of his uh, seats in the House. So. It seems like he's not in a position to really make any change at the moment. Right. He can vote. He just um, can't be on committees, so he um, isn't able to participate in the sort of nuts and bolts daily work of what Congress does. You know, when they go in the back room and and they meet in these meetings and sort of get their hands dirty, putting together laws and, you know, ironing out problems and figuring stuff out. He doesn't get to uh, have a seat at those tables anymore, and that's a lot of where their work gets done. Mm-hmm. And what has the political response been so far? Have there been already uh, stabs at trying to, you know, get him unseated for next year? 
Well, clearly people are jockeying to be in line for a special election if and when comes. Uh, he is running for re-election. Uh, he's being confronted by the same Democrat that ran against him last year already. Um, so we'll see what happens. But certainly people right now this week are talking about what to do if he changes his mind, pleads guilty, and there's a special election prior to November of 2020. Mm-hmm. And if you were to plead guilty, that would trigger the special election? Or would that just be if, assuming he resigns? Like, What's happened in other occasions when this uh, sort of thing unfolds uh, is the plea requires a resignation from Congress. So, mm-hmm. yes, th- in that case, there would be a special election. So as this moves forward, assuming Duncan Hunter does not plead guilty, what are the next key dates for the case for either of the Hunters? Um, in July, there is another date where the lawyers will file motions um, to, you know, determine some legal questions about what's, you know, what is acceptable from a legal standpoint to charge and things like that. Um, and then after that, Margaret Hunter is expected to be sentenced in September, and also trial could begin then for Duncan Hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she's sentenced. Do we expect to get more information about the case or because there's still the case against Duncan Hunter, would that still be under seal? When you're sentenced, you get a, a pre-sentencing report that, mm-hmm. that the probation people look at and they discuss the terms of what your sentence should be and why, whether it should be mitigated, whether it should be extended. And that pre-sentencing report uh, reveals a lot about background circumstances that inform the judge in helping him make or her make a decision on on how long they should be sentenced. So those pre-sentencing reports are public record, and we'll see that at some point. Yeah, and that will probably be the next uh, big eye-opening moment in this ongoing story. All right, Jeff McDonald, Morgan Cook, thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. In other legal news, Brittany Breeze, wife of the New Orleans Saint quarterback Drew Breeze, testified against a La Jolla jeweler in court this week. Breeze and his wife argued that Vahad Maradi of C.J. Charles Jewelers sold them diamonds for $15 million more than what they were worth. Maradi has denied the allegations, saying he didn't lie to either of them and sold them jewelry within industry norms. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. You can also listen to The Conversation, our Ideas and Opinions podcast. Abby Hamblin and Luis Gomez interview newsmakers and experts about stories and issues in the news in San Diego. Look for it on your podcast app or go to uniontrib.com slash the conversation. Special thanks to our news partner, San Diego Fox 5, for audio. Until next time. <laughs>